Okay, let's see if, do we have sound? Let's see if we have sound. I'm just, I'm starting a little early tonight. Uh, is, if anybody's in the chat room, just, uh, and I know it's early, believe me. Uh, checking out uh, my fantasy draft. I'll tell you something, This the last two rounds, unbelievable, the last two rounds of my uh, eight, eight, uh, round supplemental dynasty draft. I will be posting on that in a little while. But uh, if there's any sound, I don't know if anybody's in, but I'm going to write this here. It's early yet. As I always say, I'd love to just do 90 minutes in the chat room, of course. But that might not, that, I don't think that could happen. We'll talk tonight about my eight-round supplemental dynasty draft, which is still going on. It started Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Eight rounds. It's a four-hour time limit. But we'll see. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there with that, as a matter of fact. But, uh. I mean, just go on like this. This is great. It really is. It's great. Not knowing if you have sound. It's, it's, it's like being on a high wire with nothing underneath. I've never done that, of course. I'm a little, little afraid of heights, of course. In fact, I'm going to check out my draft right now. I want to talk about some... I'm on deck. I've been on deck for uh, an hour, 29 minutes and uh, 38 seconds right now. I've been on deck. The four-hour time limit. I think the total, and I'm going to go to it, the total time for me on the draft that I've taken, I've taken seven players so far. Uh, my average time per pick is nine seconds. And that's because one of my picks took me about a little over a minute, I would say or about a minute to make. So in a few minutes, maybe we'll we'll play some music. If anybody's on, please tell me, just write in the chat room if, if there is sound, if you can hear me. I'm on a two-week streak of not having my equipment work properly. And it's, it's as Lenny Melnick, the one thing Lenny taught me in his long, and illustrious career. Make sure you have sound or nobody can hear you. So I have taken that to heart, of course. Of course. We're going to talk about a lot of free agent signings this week. I mean, there's, there's, been, a, there's been a ton of them. I'm telling you. If anybody can hear me, uh, let me, let me, oh, Dave, is, Dave Sorensen is typing. Dave is a friend of mine on Facebook. And uh, he he enjoys the AL and NL only prices. I don't do mixed league prices. I've never done it before. But uh, AL and NL only, I'm pretty good in those leagues. And hopefully I'll be in a few this year. 2020 was kind of a messed up season. A couple of my leagues didn't even play. Another, a third league said we won't play for any money uh, in an AL only. It was an AL only and they said, well, we'll do a mixed league 
uh, draft with 11 or 12, whatever it was, 11 or 12 teams. But I said I couldn't, uh, I didn't want to do that. So I didn't, uh, I begged out of that situation, let's call it. So I'm about to get on soon. Uh, if there is sound, if somebody would be able to tell me, I act, I'm actually three minutes from start right now. I feel like I've done a whole show so far. Okay, nothing? Okay, hold on. J.R. Matt says he can't hear anything. So, uh, let's see who else is in. Daniel Ferrara's in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write to Daniel. Uh, Daniel, if you could hear me. Uh, okay, thank you, Daniel. Uh, JR, if, have JR Max. Let's see if we could... Try to refresh. I love that word when it's used with computers, refresh. How's your draft going, Daniel? And I'm not sure if I like getting the ninth and 11th pick overall in a draft and think about who you're going to get in that mixed league draft. I don't, I don't know how many teams there are. You, pr you probably told me uh, to trade the fourth pick. I probably would take Mike Trout. I mean, Tatis will probably be gone. Acuna, Betts. I'll tell you something. With the I don't know about this, but with the fourth pick, I'd almost go with Garrett Cole. But uh, that's up to you, of course. Just to have the best pitcher in baseball. It's always big, Daniel. To I mean, it's a twelve-team mixed league is kind of shallow, so you there's going to be hitting the whole way through. Why not stock up on the best pitchers? Like a Degrom or a um, Cole. I mean, no, those would be the only two guys that would go number four. Um, because you got to figure Soto, Acuna, Betts, uh, and Tatis. I think those are the top four guys. But I don't know who's going to slide to you of those. I think Trout should go fifth or sixth myself because he doesn't run. Now Soto lost some weight. And they say he's going to run a little more this year. So I don't know, you know, what's going to happen there with that. But uh, I don't. I, it's a it's a good question. Do you trade your fourth pick now? Who do you get at ninth and eleventh? Garrett Cole will probably be gone by nine. If you knew the first eight picks, I mean, I I think Cole and Degrom will both be gone at nine. And N11 also. It, it's a good question you asked me before. I would definitely, in a 12-team shallow league like that, get pitching. You're going to have hitting. You're going to get guys in the third and fourth round that are going to be useful in a 12-team league. You really are, and I hope you post me. I, I actually thought you were having your four-team supplemental draft tonight. But uh, I want to talk about, though, some... But, 
Bieber, too. Bieber's another guy. Are they going to be gone at the ninth pick? And then you have 11. So now you're talking about when we talk on Facebook, trading your fourth and 21st pick for your ninth and 11th. If See, if I knew you could get Bieber, Cole, or DeGrom, I would do that. And one of them still might be there. Who would be another starting? Who's like the fourth best starter? I mean, it's not an Aaron Nola. You could get him in the in the next few rounds. I mean, who who are some other guys that I I'm, I can't think off the top of my head? Max Scherzer. It's too early for Max Scherzer. I think. Thank you, Jr. Yeah, I don't know if you had a refresh. King Hap is in, of course. I don't know if you had a refresh or what, but uh, I'm going to get some notes together. Let me put on a little theme song. from Just somebody quickly name the, the show that this was from. Anybody. Real quick. I actually watched this show. as kind of a kid. I was in my 20s. suddenly. I didn't even turn it off. Uh, Laverne and Shirley, of course. Cindy Williams. Penny Marshall. I mean, not the most attractive woman in the world. No, I mean, compared to Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, she was Cindy Crawford, but I mean, come on. That's a low bar. But man, what a talent. Later became a director. And I think, did, didn't she direct that baseball movie with Rosie O'Connell and Rosie, what was her name? Rosie McConnell. I forget her name. And O'Donnell and uh, Tom Hanks, where, where the line is, there's no crying in baseball. I think, didn't Penny Marshall, I think, directed that, but I don't know. She, kind of, she passed away a few years ago. Her brother was talented, too, Gary Marshall, director of and producer of shows like Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, of course. I'd like to be in that family. My family, like me, had no talent at all, of course. But that, that, that's my cross to bear. Yeah, League of Their Own, Douglas. Yeah, JR, let me tell you something. My whole equipment, it hasn't worked now for three straight weeks. That's why I came on a few minutes early. I feel like I've actually done a whole podcast. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thank you, for thank you, JR, Douglas, King Hap, Daniel, Dave Sorensen. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I just started. I can't believe it. King Hap, of course. Great guy. Love King Hap. When King Hap was born, the doctor slapped his mother. 
And that's a true story. It really is. Uh, I want to talk about a few, you know, before we really get started, a few of the free agent signings. On Monday morning, this past Monday, I read that Taiwan Walker, he's said to be looking for a multi-year deal at $10 million plus a season. And I'm saying... That's why he's still out there. And I'm posting, I read it on my, someone posted me on my site. That's why he's still out there. I mean, it's going to be tough for Walker to get. You know, but he was actually healthy last year for the most part. I think if you make 11 starts in that 60-game season, you're kind of healthy. You know, he, he had a 270 ERA and a 116 whip, 43 hits allowed, 50 strikeouts and 19 walks. And he went 53 innings in those 11 starts. So we know he doesn't go more than two times through the order. And that's going to be a problem this year with starting pitchers. They're just, the innings aren't going to be there. I don't think King Happel, you know. And like Lenny said, Lenny made a good point. Maybe more in, in only leagues, you might have to draft as many as seven starters. You know, years ago, I played in only leagues where it'd have five starters and you'd have a 900 inning minimum and you'd make it easily, you'd make it by the end of August. And now the NL only I played in two years ago with a $900, a 900 inning, I'm sorry, uh, minimum, uh, three guys didn't make it. So I, I forget what they do and I should know, I've been playing in that league for almost 30 years, but uh, there's a penalty, obviously. And I think maybe they move you down and whip an ERA. I'm not, I think that is it. I've never not made innings in that league, and it is 900 innings. And like Lenny said, this year we might have to draft the, the extra starter. I'm not saying the guy that's going to give you 170 innings, but maybe a guy that'll give you 100 innings. And there's a lot of those out there. You know, your Ryan Yarbrough types in AL only, of course. But Taiwan Walker Friday signed a, a two-year, $20 million deal with the Mets. So what the hell do I know? He said he wanted $10 million a year at least, and he got it. So, yeah, I know. It's, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you're in trouble. With, and I'm a guy that, you know, if I didn't have bad luck in fantasy, I'd have no luck. I mean, I know the game, and I have the skill of the game. But part of fantasy, Lenny knows, Douglas, we all know, is luck. You need a lot of luck. Because if you start getting injuries, especially to your pitching staff, you're not going to make those innings. Uh, another signing this week, Trevor Rosenthal. And to myself, I'm saying, well, not a great signing. It's one year, $11 million. But bloggers on my site pointed out that, yeah, for one year and $11 million, this is going to be one of the best closers in baseball. And I thought about it. And I said, yeah, you know what? They needed a closer. They weren't going to go in with Jake Dykeman, I don't think, as the closer, or J.B. Wendelkin. Come on. I mean, the A's in the AL West could actually compete. And they might have the best team in that division. Uh, maybe Houston? I don't know about Houston. I kind of like Oakland coming out of that division, the AL West. So Trevor Rosenthal signs a one-year, $11 million contract. I want to go back to the Trevor Rosenthal first four outings of 2019. Nine batters faced, four hits allowed, four walks, 
One hit by batter, one hit by pitch or hit batter. Seven earned runs, no innings. As Dean Wormer said to Bluto in Animal House, Mr. Blutarski, 0.0 innings pitch. He didn't say innings pitch, but his great point average was the same as Trevor Rosenthal's innings. Uh, and he ended the 2019 season with a 13.5 ERA and a 241 whip in 15 and a third innings. He gave up 23 earned runs. And this is, you used to see these numbers in the old day, in the older days, 17 strikeouts and 26 walks. Now, he completely has a turnaround in 2020 after going from Kansas City to San Diego on August 10th. What does he do after that with San Diego? 10 innings, three hits, no earned runs, 17 strikeouts, one walk, and four saves. That's going to earn you $11 million, I think. Douglas, if you're doing a show tomorrow, keep me posted, please. It, this was a signing, and I think even uh, King Hap liked this signing. I, I don't know why King Hap usually doesn't talk about the signings as much. Uh, the Twins signed Matt Shoemaker. And of course, who's the most famous shoemaker in the world? Anybody. Uh, and Stork Klein is on, one of the great commissioners. Uh, I think Rowdy Telez of those three guys, and you could post it here. Rowdy Telez for $2, J.B. Crawford for 5 or Jacoby Jones for 5 In an AL only, who do you keep? Telez for 2 I'll write it in, Stork. This was Stork's choice. Stilet, oh, I'm having a little trouble. Uh, Telez, 2. J.P. Crawford. I'm not the quickest typer, and I do use two fingers, of course. Five. And Jacoby Jones. From the Tigers. Five. Those are the choices. For Stork. He's got to keep one of those guys. And I suggest that he keeps Rowdy Telez because the field in Dunedin is going to be proactive to left-handed power hitters. The right uh, left center field is 363 feet away. And actually, if truth be told, I don't go that far on vacation. So I like left-handed hitters in Dunedin. And I love the name. Where's Dunedin? Is that in Florida? Where the air is light. Uh, and the sky goes on forever. No, but seriously, I like Rowdy Telez for $2, Lenny. It was great getting on Lenny's show today. It really was. And I heard... Rock the Casbah by The Clash while I was on. I was on hold for about 20 minutes. There's like three people in the world I'd be on hold for for 20 minutes. One of them is Lenny and Andrea. As a team, I'm calling them one. But I'd be on hold. I was on hold for 20 minutes, and we're hearing Jim from Wisconsin and some guy from Brooklyn. And seriously, I don't know. You know, Lenny might just have taco imitate all. They all sounded like taco. I thought I was like at the Last Supper. I really did. But that's that's something else. But it was fun. It was fun getting on with Lenny, talking about Colton Wong. What do we? I like Colton Wong this year, and we talked about that. I like Matt Shoemaker, too, in AL only. Only signed a $2 million deal with the 
uh, twins. And we'll find out later, Aaron Sanchez signed a $4 million deal with the Giants. Is he is Aaron Sanchez twice as good as Matt Shoemaker, or does he have a better agent? He must have. I think Aaron Sanchez, he, he has to have Scott Boris. But it was fun getting on Lenny's show today. And Actually, this was the song, I think, just for a minute. I'd like to just put this on for a minute if I can. Uh, this would have been the song I would play. I'll just put a few seconds of it on, if we can get it. Let's see. I don't know if we can get it. Kind of my computer's down a little bit. But uh, let's see. I'd play this song. I think. It's at Propos. to hear the whole song and maybe later I'll just start playing piss my wife off a little bit you know Carlos Martinez you know who I like and I'm always out thinking outside the box that way Joey LaCasey I know he doesn't even have a job for God's sakes Joey LaCasey from the Mets but getting back real quick to Matt Shoemaker in his rookie season 2014 he came in second in the Rookie of the Year voting to Jose Abreu, one of Andrea's favorites, and one of mine as well, Jose Abreu. Best first baseman in the American League, which is kind of a little bit of a low bar right now. Over his first three seasons, Matt Shoemaker has a 383, 89K walk. And I always say anything over 4-1K to K to walk is pretty damn good. Uh, he threw 160 innings in 2016, but in his last four years, has only made 32 appearances. Matt Shoemaker, when he's good, he's really good. As Mae West used to say, and when he's bad, he's even better, I think. I don't know. But no, one of the things on my bucket list, and uh, I didn't, I, I, it was close today, uh, was to uh, talk to Tim McLeod. That's a, I don't know why it's on my bucket list. It was kind of like going to a Toad the Wet Sprocket concert with Lenny Melnick. Probably neither happens, but I'm going to leave both of them open. I did get to hear Tim on the show earlier. I actually started calling in around 7.30, and I called in about two, three, four times. Nothing, nothing. A lot of ringing, nothing. Okay, my wife sends me to the store. I take the dog out. I come back around 8.30. I start again. Nothing. Nothing. I hear Tim McLeod a little bit on the phone because I finally get through somehow where I could hear the show. And then the guy goes, "Who? some guy gets on, uh, who do you want to talk to? And I thought I was under arrest. I said, I'd like to talk to Lenny and Andrea if I could. 
Who are you? Oh, my name is George Hupschman. They know who I am. Do you have a baseball question? No, but I could talk some baseball with anybody. You know, I was actually a little afraid for my life right there. He goes, I'll just put you, I'll put you on the list. I wish he said put me in the queue. I, I always wanted someone to say that to me. I'll put you in the queue. I don't know. It just can't sound, sounds kind of more sexual, I guess. Yeah, stork, as my mother would say, thanks for nothing. But I missed, I missed him, but I did get to hear him. I just hope it wasn't on tape. I hope it was live. I really do. Now, in a little bit, I want to talk about my, my eight-round supplemental dynasty draft, which has still been going on for about a week now. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still in the last round. I haven't made a pick yet today. I have two picks in the eighth round, actually. I had the sixth pick. I traded for my seventh pick next year. I don't know why I did it. I mean, I didn't get anybody, and I had a terrible draft. I'm not good at dynasty. I don't know the 17- and 18-year-old guys that are going to be fantasy useful long after I'm dead. I, you know, I take guys. I actually took this guy, Tyler Anderson. The pitcher, he pitched for the Rockies for a while last year, pitched for the Giants. Left-hander, left-handers kind of, you don't know, I remember that story. My mother used to say that. You'd do 50 things for her, but she'd ask you for 51, and she'd say, why didn't you do that? Thanks for nothing. So that's where I get that from. Uh, yeah, I would thank you, Matt. Just don't play any Weezer when Matt Hooper's on, please, because that could be dangerous. But Tyler Anderson, I'm wondering, you know, with the Pirates, he's got to make the rotation, and I needed a starting pitcher in Dynasty. So I take Tyler Anderson in the fifth round with my fourth pick, because I actually traded my fourth round pick from this year for Spencer Howard, my fourth round pick, and T.J. Anton. I'm starting to think I made a bad trade there. But I do like Spencer Howard, and I can put him in my minors. Taco, thank you. Taco, I miss Taco a lot. When Taco was a kid, his father had to tie a pork chop around his neck so the dog would play with him. But that's another story completely. Tyler Anderson with the Pirates. I'm wondering if he's interesting or not. I mean, he's had a below-average strikeout rate. A walk rate is, ah, uh, okay. It's ground ball percentage, 15.8, 9.6, and 28.5, respectively. And he had a 5.69 Sierra. And that was next to last among 81 pitchers who amassed 50 innings in 2020. Uh, but Tyler Anderson, getting back now, let's talk about the good Tyler Anderson. He pitched a complete game with no earned runs and three hits and had three other starts of five innings at least, and no earned runs. But he also had five starts with four earned runs and five innings pitched, or less, in each one, with four earned runs or more. So, did make 32 starts for the Rockies in 2018 with 164 strikeouts and a 1.27 whip. In Colorado, that's pretty good, in 176 innings. But he did lead the NL in home runs allowed with 30. To me, Tyler Anderson, and like I said, I, I, I needed a starter in Dynasty. So I had, I had Matt Moore in the queue for a long time, but he went in that fourth round. That's where I missed having that fourth round pick. I, 
I wouldn't have minded having the fellow left-hander, Matt Moore, who I think's actually Taco going to put up a good season, Matt Moore in Philly. I don't know why. I'm a, I'm a Matt Moore believer right now. And I may be the only one. Matt, uh, Tyler Anderson, though, getting back to him, he's kind of a little bit like, to me, Jay Bruce or Robbie Ray, as I always compare those two, because you never know what you're going to get week from week to week from those guys at all. Robbie Ray could carry you for a week or two at a time or kill you for a month, as could Jay Bruce. It hurts more with the pitching, of course, uh, but you never know what to expect from those guys. And Tyler Anderson, I'm thinking back, King Hap, uh, I'd say about 25 years or so when I played, I was playing in an AL only. I was in that AL only for like 18 years. It was, and I think I won like 10 or 11 times. Uh, I don't know. I was just, I was more focused back then. But he always reminded me, and I don't even know if Lenny's heard of this guy. There was a pitcher for the Twins in the, I'd say the later 90s, named Rich Robertson, a lefty also. And Tyler, that's who Tyler Anderson, same delivery, same build. He reminds me of so much of Rich Robertson. In 1996, I had Rich Robertson in that AL only, and he went seven up and 17 down. Did lead the AL with three shutouts. But, and this is terrible, 114 strikeouts and 116 walks on the season. And I, as I said, I owned Robertson in that AL only league. And I, I think I ended up, I don't know if I won that year, but uh, I usually came into money in that league. I don't know why. There's just some leagues you do better in. Because I actually suck as a player. I did, had a good year that year. There's a minor league signing I like, Matt. I don't know about that, Matt. I mean, maybe more... I'll tell you something. She, she's put on some weight of what she's in that show. My wife and I never watched it. Is that This Is Us? Is that the name of the show? It's one of those shows like that. Or A Million Little Things. Shows I don't watch. I know I watch Hallmark, but maybe more. She's in that. She used to be a singer, I thought. Oh, come on. Malpal, I hope all is well with you. Or I, I wouldn't call, I'd call Wade Blanc uh, a poor man's, Anybody, uh, Mal Pal. I always thought, honestly, and I don't know if anybody feels this way. I know, I think Mal Pal does. I always thought Wade LeBlanc and uh, Robbie Erlin were the same guy. No one, they're both lefties. No one's ever seen them together. They're both lefties. They've both been around, but they both kind of stink. I don't even know if I have any notes about either of those. Probably not. I mean, why would you take notes about Wade LeBlanc? And incidentally, Wade LeBlanc was not the actor in the show Friends, as I always say. This is us. I've never seen this show, but I think Mandy Moore's in one of those shows are like a million little things. I mean, that would be tough. A million little things. Where do you put them, Douglas? Seriously. Yeah, Mary Tyler. Come on. Well, Mary Tyler Moore's passed away, but uh, yeah, she was... She was kind of, a, she was attractive in the Dick Van Dyke show. I want to talk about another free agent signing. And I'll tell you something. I didn't count them. There had to be 30 free agent signings this, this week of major league, minor league variety. I don't even know, but we're not going to have time to talk about them all, of course. Uh, I'd rather talk about Taco's childhood 
but I don't know if other people would want that. I like this minor league signing by the Rockies. And think about this for a minute. C.J. Crone, minor league signing. He couldn't get a major league deal. I'm surprised. Brett Gardner got $4 million from the Yankees. And, hey, I like that signing. But getting back to C.J. Crone, I don't even know the money involved. But back in 2018 and 2019, I know Lenny talked about it this week on his great show in the morning, 9 o'clock every day, incidentally. Crone uh, at 55 home runs, had 52 doubles, 152 RBIs, and a 799 OPS in 959 at-bats. Those are some good numbers. And now he's in Colorado. I'm thinking the Greg Bird era is officially over, but I don't know. It never really started. And the first thing I think of when, not when Greg Bird was signed, but when C.J. Crone was signed, is what does it mean for Josh Fuentes, who in early drafts, guys were fawning over? Josh Fuentes. I mean, his ADP had a drop. And I'm not a big ADP guy doing only leagues. Because all the ADPs seem to be based on mixed leagues. So I don't even care about that as much. But... His ADP in a mixed league had it dropped precipitously. I loved. It. I just wanted to use that word tonight. It was on my bucket list also with uh, talking to Tim McLeod and going to a Toad the Wet Sprocket concert with Lenny Melnick. Precipitous. Uh, he had to drop 75. I'm going to say 80, in ADP numbers, 50 to 75. Uh, and Greg, Greg Bird, who, if he was drafted, if his ADP in mixed leagues was in the 600s, He's probably not being drafted uh, at all. But, you know, when when they sign these guys, Greg Bird and C.J. Cronin, another thing I thought of Josh Fuentes playing time, I wonder if the National League is actually preparing for a designated hitter, and they're not going to tell us until the season starts. A lot of people are interested in having a D.H. in the National League. But I'm seeing all these, you know, I'm calling that an oddball signing. You have a decent first baseman. You have Ryan McMahon also. Josh Fuentes. You know, I don't know. I haven't heard anything either way. But I'd love to see a DH in the National League. I might be one of the few. I always say this, Matt. Brett Gardner looks like the guy from, C. what's the show? CSI. George Eads. I wish someone could put a picture of both of them. Yeah, I saw I posted that in the chat room somewhere today. Ian... Desmond, as of right now, he said, will be sitting out 2021. I wonder if every offseason, Ian Desmond's going to come out with an announcement, which he did last year also. We opted out because of COVID, that he's not going to play that year. Like next season, 2022, they'll announce the signing. What's the guy's name? Brandon Beachy. I always wait every year for the Brandon Beachy signing. Or Chris Medlin. Are they still a free agent somewhere? That, or did they announce the retirement? But I'm going to see the Ian Desmond opting out next year. Right under Brandon Beachy sign with the Phillies. Oh, I just needed a big sip of that beer. Left it out in the ice all day. Man, is that cold. I think, I, well, it's the DH is supposed to happen next year. In the NL 2022, but I kind of wonder a little about this year. But uh, that's why I thought maybe with like guys like Bird signing and Crone, there's other guys too. I mean, 
this this week that signed, like Kevin Pillar signing with the Mets. And I mean, obviously he's going to make the team. He signed a, probably a five million dollar deal, and we'll talk about him. Uh, but speaking of the Rockies, though, the, the seventh pick overall of my dynasty draft. I, I don't know why I wrote this down. Was a Rockies, and I actually heard of this guy, outfield prospect named Zach Veen. Zach Z A C Veen, and I'll write it in the chat room. He's an outfield, and I had him in my cubes. That's how I knew knew him in the first round. I wasn't taking him in the first round, and then I get on the chat room, and of course a snarky comment, which I'm known for. I suggested that Zach Veen change his name to Vac. Zine, which would be apropos of the time. A couple of guys laughed a little bit. Uh, getting getting back to that draft real quick, Ha Song Kim went fifth. He was, I had three guys in my queue for that draft. But first, let's talk. The A's did something. I like these two guys. I like Sergio Romo. And when did Sergio Romo sign with the A's? I don't even know what he got. He had a $5 million option declined by the Twins. We know that. But Romo had to get like $2 million, I'm guessing. I know Yuzmiro Pettit, one of the favorites of King Happ and Taco, signed for $2.55 million. With both signed with the A's, Pettit, in his last four years, averages 72 innings, 55 hits, a two seventy four ERA. An 0-94 whip, 66 strikeouts and only 13 walks. He's 19-9 with four saves and a 6.3 war, which is pretty good war-wise for a middle guy. I'm surprised he was out there so long and that no one... Why wouldn't someone take a chance with Yasmiro Pettit, the former starter, who could go two or three innings at a time? And he only got 2.5 and that, you know, 2.55 million. I know, no, I know, Taco, you're a big uh, Ismiro Pettit fan, of course. That was like a champagne at one time. Something petite, P E T I T, same spelling, of course. Not Andy Pettit, a completely different guy with a much, much better career. And getting back to Romo, in the. Th- Three World Championship seasons, what were they for the Giants? 2010, I know they were even 2012 and 2014. Of course, I predicted the Giants in 2016 to win the World Series, and the next year I had the Pirates winning. So what the hell do I know? Uh, But in three World Championships with the Giants, Sergio Romo, six innings, three hits, no runs, 10 strikeouts, no walks, and three saves. He was pretty good. He was a big part. No, he wasn't Mariano Rivera, but man, he was close. And there were some other guy, pitchers named Romo. Vicente Romo was what I remember. There was another guy. Can't Maybe Douglas will know. Yeah, no. Carlos Martinez, in an NL only, I would go to $8 on. In NL only. Carlos Martinez. I mean, he still has name value. I think his name value outshines his actual worth at this point. I'd like to, Carlos Martinez, I would be saying to myself, prove it. But he was a good one in his time. Also, uh, another reliever, and this all happened like in the same hour. Enrique Romo, that was the guy, Matt. Of course. Keon Keela signed a deal with Malpal's Padres. Uh, 
So he joins a pen that includes already Drew Pomerantz, the newly signed Mark Melanson, Emilio Pagan, and as Lenny says, a cast of thousands. Aquila had 24 saves with the Rangers back in 2018. I don't think he's the closer, no. Uh, they might give it to Melanson. I know Pagan's had closing experience. Uh, Drew Pomerantz did a pretty good job uh, last season in that role as the closer. So, uh, who else? There, there were a couple other signings. Mitch Moreland. I mean, was that a nice signing? 2.5, uh, 2, 2.25 million from the Oakland A's. I mean, he has a 794 career OPS versus right-handed pitching in 3,003 at-bats. And they say the right-handers are out there about 66% of the time or so. 67 percent in 839 at bats against left-handed pitching. Moreland's on-base slugging is 6.72. He had a five-year run before last season: 20 homers, 70 RBIs, and a 7.75 OPS in 428 at bats. Um, in 192 plate appearances at Oakland Coliseum, um, he has a 9.02. OPS. I think that signing of Mitch Moreland is kind of bad news for a guy I did like, Seth Brown, who I thought might get some at-bats at a little bit of first base, outfield, DH. I don't know what's happening now. I don't even know if Seth Brown has any options left. Maybe in life he has options. I don't know about uh, baseball right now. We talked about Kevin Pillar, signed a one-year $5 million deal with the Mets, he had a five-year average before last year of 71 runs, 14 homers, 60 RBIs, 16 stolen bases, and a 705 OPS in 569 at-bats. And you know, I mean, I'm thinking right away the Mets moved on from Jackie Bradley, who's still out there, looking for some money. And I think Scott Boris is his agent. Now I'm saying to myself, let Jackie Bradley take one of those so-called pillow deals for about 13, 14 million for one year and prove it and then try to make big money next year. I don't, he's not a big money guy, I don't think. Nor was Mike Moustakis, who signed for 64 million before last season. And I said, I said that on the pod, one of my first podcasts was about that signing. Uh, but I think they've moved on from Bradley. He's getting $5 million and in my, one of my NL only leagues, my 360 league, where they're both $10, I traded J.D. Davis for Kevin Pillar. And one guy in my league calls me up and says, you're crazy. J.D. Davis, he's eligible at third in the outfield, and Kevin Pillar doesn't have a job. But call it a feeling. And I'm not saying I'd even keep Kevin Pillar in that 360 NL for $10, but I just like him better than J.D. Davis. He runs a little bit. Yeah, tell me about it, Lenny. It always gets late for me on Sunday nights. Usually I'm in bed by now. Uh, yeah, played on that uh, 79 Pirate team. Was that We Are Family? Was that the team? Was that a team with like John Milner? Or was that earlier? Was that like 73? Was that Phil Garner on that team? And Rennie Stennett? Uh, Bob Robertson? Was that 79 Pirates? It can't be. Omar Moreno might have been on that team. Or they're earlier. That whole pirate 70s when they were pretty good. It just 
it's it's all like a dream, a bad dream, I think. But they were pretty good, the Pirates, back then. Uh, the Yankees, we talked about this, also re-signed to a $4 million deal, Brett Gardner. You know, Gardner, there's some guys out there in the outfield. Clint Frazier's supposed to be the starter. They signed Jay Bruce a few weeks back. Mike Tauchman. Jay Bruce, incidentally, was in my queue. In my dynasty draft, he was, you know, someone had dropped him last year. I had him in my queue the whole draft. But part of a slow draft, you see the news that happens. And I see the Yankees re-sign Brett Gardner for $4 million. And I'm saying to myself, where does that leave, you know, Jay Bruce? A guy like Jay Bruce. I know there's a DH, but, and there's injuries with the Yankees always. Aaron Judge and Aaron Hicks, Giancarlo Stanton. You know, one of those three got hurt while I've been podcasting, I'm sure. And you'll read about it later. Brett Gardner's been in the Yankee organization since uh, 2005. Some of you guys weren't even born, Matt, in 2005. What would you be now? 15, 16? Uh, in 2019, just two years ago, two short years ago, 730 days, career-high home runs with 28. RBIs 74 and OPS on base slugging 829. And from 2007 years, he has a seven year run from 2013 to 2019, where he averages 88 runs, 25 doubles, 16 homers, 57 RBIs, 19 stolen bases, 62 walks, and a 751 OPS in 547 at bats. So he's been. Say what you want about Brett Gardner. And yes, he has a big head. And he does look like George Eves. But he's had a pretty good career with the Yankees. And I couldn't see him going anywhere else. I really couldn't, Matt. And in a few minutes, I want to get to uh, my dynasty draft, which I've been talking about a little bit and intimating about it. I have a lot of anger tonight. The last time I felt... Like this was when one of the noted websites put up, who was the fellow that passed away with the Angels a couple years back? Last year, they had his stats up for the season, for the coming season, and the guy was dead. Who was the guy? Tyler Skaggs. A a noted site, and I get on for free, and they call it professional courtesy. It's like 20,000 lawyers at the bottom of the ocean. They call it professional courtesy or a great start. Either one. Tyler Skaggs, they had his stats for 2019, what he was going to do. And he's been, he was dead for six months, for God's sakes. So I, I don't know. That just upset me a little bit on that side. And I haven't been that as upset as tonight as I am with my dynasty draft. And we'll talk about that. If, I want to talk about one of Lenny Melnick's favorites. And a guy, at one time, he could beat in a 60-yard dash, I'm sure. And it was great that Lenny had the 60-yard dash record. And then when they measured it, it was actually only 40 yards. Yeah, Tyler Skaggs was like 4-0 against me in Stratomatic, Andrea. He really was. It was like, he was 4-0. I forget who, Matt, probably Malpal had him. Malpal had all these dopey guys. Even though I usually beat him, I think I was like 16 and 4 against him. And one of the, I think, what did we do? Three incarnations of, of that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm already done. Let's, I'll do some Stratomatic. I might not even do real fantasy. I might just do Stratomatic. Before I die, I want to be known as the greatest Stratomatic player that ever lived. But Cameron Mabin, I think, would give Lenny Melnick right now, 73-year-old and possibly a hair overweight, Lenny Melnick. I was actually glad he said he showered before the the serious show this morning. And I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, but Cameron Maven right now would probably give Lenny Melnick a good run for his money in the 60. After 60, I couldn't run anymore. I could probably right now do a 40 yard dash in about 8.4 seconds, probably something like that. I'd still, you know, I'd be in a 65 and up division. Uh, Cameron Maven into uh, up a return with the Cubs this week on a minor league deal. And he'll battle Ian Happ, Jock Peterson, Jason Hayward, Jake Marisnik. And at the time, I said Philip Irvin. But Philip Irvin was waived for the second time this offseason. And I remember one thing about Philip Irvin. And not the guy, not Steve Irvin, the guy that got, he, he died with the horseshoe crab, like stabbed him and they pulled it out. He probably might have lived. His daughter was kind of hot. Brandy, whatever, what was her name? Brindle or something. Weird name. Australia. My son spent seven and a half years in Australia, incidentally. But uh, Phil Irvin was waived today after the Cameron Maven. Well, Cameron Maven signed a minor league deal, so it had to be another guy was officially signed today. And they needed the spot. On June 25th, 2019, Phil Irvin was hitting 179. Okay, that was June 25th. On August 8th, he was hitting 432. And what happened, you ask? He went 32 for 74. 14 runs, 5 doubles, 4 triples, 2 homers, 11 RBIs, 3 stolen bases, and a 1.164 OPS. That's how. That's kind of how you win leagues. It's, it's, it's luck, of course. It's luck. You pick up Philip Irvin. He's hitting 140, for God's sakes, and you get 8 good weeks out of him. Like Dominic Brown that year. And Stork knows. I don't know if he's on. Uh, yeah, being the greatest imbecile that ever lived, it, it's kind of a low bar. I, won't t- I would take Jack Peterson over Cameron Maven. I just think he's better. But, but Cam- Cameron Maven had kind of an interesting career. He batted 532 at bats in eight games. Remember this, Douglas, in 2008 for the Marlins? Had four stolen bases. And I posted that was the second highest batting average in a season for having more than 30 stolen bases. The record was former Red Sox Rudy Pemberton, who went 21 for 41 for, in the 90s. For, and King Happ knows Rudy Pemberton, of course. He's been over the house for dinner with the 96 Red Sox. He had 11 runs, 8 doubles, 10 RBIs, 3 stolen bases, and a 1.336. OPS. And he was 21 for 41. He had a lifetime 336 batting average. Cameron Maben does have a 40 stolen base season back in 2011 with San Diego and hit a career high 11 homers uh, and an 858 OPS with the Yankees in 2019. I like Cameron Maben. Always liked him as like a fifth outfield type of guy. But who knows? Uh, well, yeah, Todd Frazier, didn't he sign a deal this week? Todd Frazier signed somewhere. 
Uh, let me see if I have any notes. Uh, Todd Frazier, where did he go to the Pirates? That's where all careers go to die or get resurrected. I don't know which one. Todd Frazier signed a minor league deal with the Pirates this week. Uh, no, Dominic Brown played in the Mexican League for like three or four years. I think he's retired. He's not on a, a U.S.-affiliated team. That, as of a few months ago, I actually did. I had to look him up for an article I was writing for another site. Not Roto Imbeciles. He's even too much of an imbecile for Roto Imbeciles. From 2014, and get these numbers, he was pretty good to 2017. Todd Frazier averages 83 runs, 33 homers, 86 RBIs, 13 stolen bases, and a 786 OPS in 570 at-bats. So he was pretty good. He was a two-time All-Star. Also a former Little League World Champion. So that's just interesting. I I don't know why. For the Mets, as late as 2019, he still had 21 homers and 67 RBIs, a 772 OPS and 447 at-bats. So he was still fantasy useful. And he's, what's Todd Frazier? Is he 34? I'm guessing 33, 34. So he's not that old. And I thought of right away, what happens now to all these people that drafted Colin Moran thinking he was getting every day at-bats? At first base. And Colin Moran, incidentally, 636, easy for me to say, OPS, versus left-handed pitching in 196 at-bats with only four homers. So maybe the signing of Todd Frazier by the Pirates isn't that you know far-fetched, let's say. I don't know. I'll throw that out there for now. Uh, one guy did... A couple of guys retired this week, and I'll talk about the lesser of the two guys. Of, well, there's about three or four guys. Jared Hughes retired, I know that. I don't have any notes on Jared Hughes, but I do remember a story. I have a Jared Hughes story, which I'll share uh, in a little bit. But after going two for 28, and that's an 071 batting average in two cups of coffee with the Brewers and the A's, Nate Orff, Nate Orff, I mean, what's... I mean, that, there's nothing better than the name. I just like saying it a lot. Nate Orff announced his retirement from baseball. I know he's in o- the Oakland, uh, you know, he, he could have made the team maybe. You know, they, he plays all over the place. I don't know. Nate Orff. Uh, you know, he only had the two career hits. One was a home run on July 4th, 2018. And he had a nice season at AAA Colorado Springs. 103 runs. This is back in 2008. Uh, 17, I believe, or 2019. It was either it was an odd number. I, I didn't even write it. 103 runs, though, 32 doubles, 11 triples, 9 homers, 65 RBIs, 7 stolen bases, and a 904 OPS in 434 at-bats. But what does Nate Orff do after he retires from baseball? Does he become a coach? Is he going to be an announcer? I mean, Who's the guy? Dallas Braden became an announcer, but at least he had a perfect game on his resume. Nate Orff has a, his only home run in his career on July 4th, so maybe that's something. I don't know. Steven Sousa signed somewhere, too, recently. I think in the AL. I, 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 with the, I don't know if it was with the Angels. I, I know Sousa signed somewhere. But Brian Dozier was the more surprising, I guess, of the retirements. I mean, Nate Orff... You know, big deal. Nobody cares. But Brian Dozier, on Thursday, I get up and I read, the first thing I read online, Brian Dozier retired from baseball. 
I mean, come on. He was, he was pretty good a few years ago. He only went two for 15 with the Mets last year. Go ahead and released him in August. Okay, let's do it. Right now, Javi Baez is, I think, the longer he, it's like a missing person. The longer they're unaccounted for, the, the more of a chance they're dead. I think with Javi Baez, it's the opposite. The longer he stays with the Cubs right now, they're not going to trade him till the deadline. That's my feeling about Javi Baez. They're kind of, they'd be selling low on Javi Baez, I think, anyway, right now. He had a pretty good year a couple of years back, or three years ago. He was one of the best. He was a borderline first-round pick the next year. It's kind of like John VR that year he had when he stole 62 bases. He became suddenly like a, a first-round pick. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, thirsty as hell. But Brian Dozier has a five-year run, and I love doing these peak runs from 2013 to 2017. Brian Dozier averages 99 runs. Oh, this is with the Twins. 34 doubles, 29 homers, 81 RBIs, 16 stolen bases, 68 walks, and a 798 OPS in 603 at-bats. So, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, I think Rizzo's going to stay. What do you – come on. He's a hero, Rizzo, a cancer survivor. And he's had a pretty good career. Let me tell you, Anthony Rizzo, under, it's kind of an underrated guy. I'd love to get him in an NL only. He probably goes for more because of name value for like 22 or 23 bucks. I think he goes for more. I'd almost rather spend a little less on Goldschmidt. But he might go for more too. I don't know. They have names. People pay for the names. I think. Um, but Brian Dozier retires. Nate Wolf retires. Jared Hughes retired. I don't think I've put any... But Jared Hughes played for about 10 years. And my Jared Hughes story was I picked him up in a league in an NL only a few years back. And he actually helped me for a while. I don't have any stats in front of me about it. Uh, but I know one thing about Jared Hughes was one of the most successful ground ball pitchers of our time. I think he had an over like 61% ground ball rate. You know, over 500 career innings in 10 seasons. Probably closer to 550. Uh, and I remember reading since the start of the 2011 season, Jared Hughes had the third highest ground ball or the third best ground ball rate of any pitcher with over 500 innings. And he had a good five-year run. If I remember, he had like a 2.4 ERA in five years in the middle of this uh, decade, like 2014 to 2018. He had like a 2.4 ERA. But Jared Hughes also retired. A little bit of a surprise. I don't know if these guys get jobs in baseball. If somebody said, you know, to Jared Hughes, we have this, you know, uh, we'd like you to do some, uh, announce our AAA games. I don't know what happens. But guys can make money. I mean, Jared Hughes was out on the free agent market this year, though, for, Kind of a long time. So I guess he saw the writing on the wall. As did Brian Dozier. Uh, Brad Boxberger. That was an interesting signing by the Brewers. Led the AL in saves. Uh, 41 saves back in 2015 with the Rays when he was an All-Star. Brad Boxberger. And that's a good name, too. He signs a minor league deal with the Brewers this week. 
He later saved 32 games for the Diamondbacks uh, in 2018. And he's a good strikeout guy. 413 strikeouts in 329 innings for five teams. You know, Lenny, nobody's like Len, Lenny Melnick. Come on. God willing, in, in many years from now, when I'm 73, I, I might not even make it. But if I make it, I, I hope I'm in half as good a shape as Lenny. Or maybe three quarters of the shape. What else happened? Jason Kipnis this week signs a minor league deal with the Braves. Since the start of 2017, he's only a 236 hitter and 1,438 at bats. Does have 50 homers and 191 RBIs, a 711 OPS. We remember Kipnis, and Andrea remembers Jason Kipnis as a, and a big toad, the wet sprocket fan, also. And he doesn't, he's like Matt Hooper. He doesn't like. Uh, well, I can't even mention that band right now. Kind of Weezer. Uh, not a big Weezer fan. Uh, but Kipnis did make two uh, all-star teams in the AL back with Cleveland in the middle of the decade. A couple 30 stolen base seasons. Uh, and he did have a, he had a pretty good year in 2016. It was probably his last really good year. 21 homers, 15 stolen bases. A 91 runs and an 811 OPS. Well, Jason Kipnis did sign a minor league deal with the Braves today. The Braves signed somebody today, which I thought. Uh, let me see if I wrote anything about. Uh, they they signed someone today to a third baseman, Jake Lamb. Maybe was it Jake Lamb? Let me see. Uh, you know, he Jake Lamb, though, incidentally, while I find my notes about Jake Lamb, Jake Lamb looked like a budding all-star, Lenny. And you remember Jake Lamb. I think we've talked about him on the show. Uh, I signed a minor... Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the deal was. But I, I read it was probably a major league deal. Signed a deal with the Braves today. 2016 and 2017, Jake Lamb kind of looked like a budding star with the Diamondbacks. You know, those two years, 170 runs, 61 doubles, 13 triples, 59 homers. I mean, that's 133 extra base hits. That's an average of, what, 67 extra base hits in those two years. Had 196 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, a 4.9 war, and an 843 OPS, and he had 1,059 at-bats. We thought, this guy's going to be a good one. It was an all-star in 2017. But he's only he's been hurt a bit. I don't know what happens to some of these guys in their late twenties and four hundred and eighty two at bats since he's only hitting two oh hitting two oh five, sixty seven runs, fifteen homers, seventy one RBI, and a six sixty OPS. Oh there's I'm up finally. I'm up finally. In my dynasty. It's my fr- I was eight picks at ten o'clock this morning to going. Okay, I'll gotta I gotta get going on this dynasty thing. You know, it really rankles me. And I want to go to the draft real quick while I'm on. So I'm out of the chat room. uh, And I'm on auto draft. My total for my eight picks, I average eight seconds a pick. One guy, and I'm not going to mention his name. He's been on. He was in Lenny's site for a while. I don't think Lenny is a big fan of this guy. And I've actually kicked him off my site. But Lenny, I know, is not a big fan of this guy. 
Uh, his last three selections, the sixth, seventh, and eighth round, he let the timer run, the four-hour timer run. So it says timer expired, player was auto-picked. I mean, why do you do that? And then someone in the league IMs me and says, this guy's a noted douchebag. Okay, well, yeah, of course. When you are auto-picking, but you're auto-picking at the end. I'm auto-picking one or two seconds in. But it just pissed me off a little bit. And the, I just picked 15th Sam Delaplane. I had him in the queue from Seattle, Seattle pitcher. Throws hard. He strikes out a ton of guys, but who knows? I mean, it's Jose Siri was taken. And there's a lot of jokes about Jose Siri, of course, but Jose Siri was taken one pick before me. And that was, that pick went two hours and 31 minutes by another guy that we know. And he's on, he gets in the chat room occasionally. Uh, but my picks, I start, I'm going to fit, I pick 15th. I'm in second place on Saturday morning in this league. This 20 team dynasty league. I'm in second place Saturday morning. And by the time the season ends Sunday night, the next day, I end up in fifth place. I had a terrible weekend in every league. As I said, in my 11 experts and me, NL only, 360 cap that costs $600 to sit at the table. I went from first to sixth in a matter of the last 10 days of the season. And to make matters worse, on Saturday night in that league, I go one for 35 hitting. And on Sunday, my starting pitchers give up 15 earned runs. So I didn't do well that last week in any league. I have three guys early in the queue in this dynasty draft. And I'll make it quick because no one really wants to hear about my draft or my thoughts on the draft. But uh, I have three guys in the queue. Hyun, what's his name? Hyun Sang Kim, the guy from San Diego that they uh, that came over from Korea, wherever, or Japan, I think Korea. Uh, Garrett Crochet from the White Sox. Never, never pitched in the minors. My third guy was the, another guy that came over from the uh, Asian countries, uh, Kohei Arihara, the starting pitcher for Texas. Because I do need starting pitchers and saves. My only closer on my dynasty team is Josh Hader. I have Ken Giles, but he's going to be out. I could keep him on the IR all season. He's going to be out this year. Him and Ian Desmond are going to be out. Um, Phil Chaplin was another guy, Lenny, that and Arnie Jones and Calrona Cyclonus and my wife have this in common. They all have stated to me at least one time and some more than one, especially my wife, that they would never listen to my show. And I, hey, I respect it. It's better than the guys that say, well, I'm a little busy Sunday night. I'm having dinner with my family. You know, I, I respect the guy that says, look, I, I don't I don't like what you do. And then, okay, that's fine. So I respect Phil Chaplin and Arnie Jones for saying that. You don't have to like me. I don't even like myself sometimes. But with the 15th pick, I would add two days before, I would add the 19th pick coming in second and making some money. 
Um, I couldn't believe this guy makes it to me, Garrett Crochet. In the first round with the 15th pick, I get the Chicago White Sox. Probably going to be in the bullpen. And he's healthy. They say he's healthy. So I get him at the, with my first pick. In the second round, I know I need closers. And there's a few I have in my queue. Jay, uh, well, not Jake Odorizzi. He's still a free agent. Uh, Adovino. Adam Adovino from Boston. I don't know if he's the closer, but I like him. Anthony Bass from Miami. Um, Jake McGee from the Giants. And Joachim Soria from Arizona. So I'm looking at depth charts and my pick. This draft is taking forever, and I hate guys that take the four hours and just get auto-picked at the end. And Like I said, 15 picks. I'm the 15th pick here in the last round. Five guys went on auto-pick for four hours. That just pisses me off. I mean, why? You don't know who you want. There's freaking 17- and 18-year-old guys out there, for God's sakes. Now, Chris Sharp. Was, was on a team, I think. This is a pretty deep league. It's 20 teams and 50 players. So I was surprised Anthony Bass was out there. And I get him in the second round. And he was one of the first guys, basically, that wasn't a minor leaguer. That wasn't considered a minor leaguer in this league. And this is the 15th pick of the second round. It's not a serpentine draft. I always ask the commissioner why. And he goes, well, it's dynasty. You know, it's the only dynasty league. I've ever done, you know, and it's fun. I won't do any more. But and the third pick, and I can't believe he's still out there. He's been in my queue the whole time. Him and Matt Moore were in my queue, and Jay Bruce at this time. I picked Joachim Soria from Arizona. I'm not saying Soria and Bass are going to be the closers, but right now they're at the top of the depth chart. And if they have decent springs, I'm thinking I got a couple dopey closers to go with Josh Hader. The only thing is now I'm going to have to drop guys. I'm going to have to drop some major league guys off this team. Because after the draft, I have 61 guys on my roster. So I'm going to have to drop 11 guys. Which I will drop guys like Peter O'Brien and Michael Hermosillo. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know my team right now. I want to check. Let me check it. And uh, I want to just put on something real quick here. If I can. Love this song. They're only hit. So I have Soria and Bass. I don't have a fourth round pick, which I would have gotten Matt Moore. But and I don't know why. Just I know Matt, Matt Hooper, and some of the other fellows don't like Matt Moore. He really hasn't done much over the past five years to earn anybody's trust. I think he was over in Korea last year and you know had a good ninety innings or eighty five innings. 
Uh, so I took a, another very mediocre closer, and we talked about him earlier, who signed with Pittsburgh this week, a guy, a left-hander by the name of Tyler Anderson. So we got him. Uh, in the sixth, and I, I, like I said, during the draft, you have a lot of time to see injuries. I see the JT Real Muto injury. So in the sixth round, I take the Philly backup catcher, Andrew Knapp. You know, if I take Andrew Knapp, of course, JT Real Muto will be fine. He really will. And Andrew, Andrew Knapp's probably like a lifetime 220 hitter or 230 hitter. So there's not much there. But, you know, I figured, eh, you never know. Might get some time. My seventh pick, I took, uh, I think he was a Rule 5 guy with the Tigers this year, uh, an outfielder, Akil Badu. And like the name also, he's probably a 20-year-old guy, 21-year-old. I think he's only a 240 lifetime hitter in the minors. Does run a little bit. He's a Rule 5 guy. I'm thinking he makes the team. I know Victor Reyes was a Rule 5 guy a few years back with the Tigers and actually became good. So, yeah, I don't know. Akil Badu, he was a kind of a prospect with the Twins. And I like the name. Yeah, Clayton Moore was uh, the Lone Ranger, of course, Malpal. And Jay Silverheels was uh, Tonto, of course. Uh, and then I take... I don't know why, I just had it on auto-draft at this point. In the eighth round, uh, early yesterday, when it started, I took uh, another catcher for the Phillies, and he's a prospect, Raphael Marchand. And I'm looking up his record, and I see he's never played above high A ball. He was four for eight with the Phillies last year with a home run. And I'm saying, oh, this guy, a little bit of a hitter. I look at his minor league career, he's never hit a home run in the minor leagues. This guy's like another Dwayne Kuyper, but he hit a home run and eight at-bats with the Phillies last year. Go figure. Never heard of anything like that. And then I just got auto-drafted uh, Sam Delaplane. Strikes out a million guys, literally. I think he did one strike out a million guys. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, one signing, and this is interesting because he's kind of like... I'm going to say a poor man, Gary Sanchez. The Yankees signed catcher Robinson Chirinos to a minor league deal this week. And he had a nice three-year run before last year where he averaged 50 runs and 17 homers, 54 RBIs, a 798 OPS, and 330 at-bats. That's pretty good. I mean, basically, if you can get your second catcher and your AL only to do those, to have those numbers, you'd be, you'll have a pretty good team. Uh, the Mets, though, smartly declined a $6.5 million option for 2021, but did give them a million-dollar buyout. And I, I, I kind of like the signing a little bit. Does he uh, take over for Higashioka? Do they trade Gary Sanchez? I don't know what's going to happen. Haven't read much about it, but uh, he'll make a million dollars if he's rostered by the Yankees. And you remember, here's a guy I kind of like, and have him in my 360 NL. Uh, by the name of Harold Ramirez. Uh, he was DFA'd this week by the Marlins to make room for John Curtis, relief pitcher. John Curtis, 
actually, when I saw that, I had already drafted Anthony Bass. I'm saying, man, this guy, John Curtis, with the Rays in 2020, wasn't that bad. He was 3-0, had a 180 ERA, an 096 whip, gave up 21 hits in 25 innings, and had a 25 strikeout, three walk rate. He's never done anything like that. But I'm wondering if they don't give John Curtis a look. Sounds like he should be an actor, John Curtis. But back in 2019, Harold Ramirez got up 421 times because of injuries of other Marlin outfielders. And he hit 276 and 54 runs, 20 doubles, 11 homers, 50 RBIs. Harold Ramirez, I guess, was a little expendable. Now, I'm going to say. And another sign. Here's another signing I kind of like this week. The Reds signing Tyler Naquin to a minor league deal. Tyler Naquin's been hurt a lot. He's had, it seems like he's, you know, had some legitimate injuries over his career and some freak injuries, Naquin. I mean, it always seems like he has some kind of a weird thing happening to him. Like He was coming back last year from an injury. His first game, he fouls a ball off his foot and ends up back on the IL. It's always just stuff like that. I don't know, you know, but he was pretty good as a rookie in 2016, Tyler Naquin, and he had a pretty good 2019. Had a 792 OPS in 2019. Had an 886 OPS in 321 at-bats in his rookie season. So we all thought he was going to be a little better. And I know, I know the... Reds outfield is crowded. I know that. But I'm thinking he may make the team. I don't know. I think he's a left-handed hitter. I'm pretty sure. Tyler Naquin. I just like writing the name. Tyler Naquin. Right there. But let's see what happens with him. I'm going to keep an eye on him in NL only. Of course. And what what else happened this week? Well, Trevor got got released today by the DFA by the San Francisco Giants today. And now on August eleventh, two thousand twenty, and anybody that picked up Trevor Gott, they're patting themselves on the back by August eleventh. He had four saves, a hold, and one win. Yeah, Gary Moore was a pr- pretty uh, talented guy. Back at, didn't he do To Tell the Truth for a while after Bud Collier, Gary Moore. Gary Moore, actually, and I've seen the Carol Burnett show. Obviously, I watched that, you know, and I'm so glad we had this time together. But Carol Burnett credits Gary Moore with helping her get a big start back on the Gary Moore show in the 50s. So, yeah, Gary Moore, he was big time back then, Matt Hooper. Way bigger than a Roto imbecile like me. Trevor got four saves, one hold, and a win through six games pitched. That's pretty good. I mean, come on. A 143 batting average against. A 631 on-base slugging against. Those are pretty good numbers, Mal Pal. Even an imbecile like you knows that. Oh, was it the same Gary? It can't be the same Gary Moore. But that guy was kind of talented. I don't think he was European, though. But 
over. Remember this. Anybody, everybody's like going after Trevor Goff. His next three appearances, and this is this is crazy numbers. Goff gave up eleven earned runs, seven hits, two walks, five home runs allowed, and one hit batter in one and a third innings. Hitters batted five eighty three against him. And an on-base slugging against, 2.583. Trevor Gott era in San Francisco, like the Greg Bird era in Colorado, was officially over. He was DFA today to make room for Aaron Sanchez and his $4 million contract. Is Aaron Sanchez twice as good? And I asked this before. Is Aaron Sanchez twice as good? As Matt Shoemaker. Let me see if I have any notes on Aaron Sanchez. Hold on. I'd like to talk about it. You know, back in 2016, for the Blue Jays, Aaron Sanchez goes 15-2. and two. Leads the AL. This is a high ERA to lead a league, but a 3.00 ERA in 2016. He made the All-Star team, had a 1.17 whip, and a 161-63K walk in 192 innings. Also had a 5.1 war, which is pretty good for a pitcher. Now, pal, you know that. That's 2016. He's 15-2, and two, for God's sakes. He's pretty good. He could have named his price. But since then, 10 up and 23 down. 529 ERA. 161 whip. 225 strikeouts and 146 walks in 272 innings. Was he really? I've been called a dirtbag, but not a Long Beach State dirtbag. That's actually a great name for a program. He had an 0.6 war during that time also. And remember, Mal Pal, you remember this. In 2019, when he went to the Astros in August, he pitched six innings of no-hit ball with six strikeouts and then five innings in his next start, one run, three hits, and six strikeouts. We thought he was back. Hurt, you know, and Aaron Sanchez, as I say, he makes Giancarlo Stanton look like Cal Ripken Jr. He was hurt after that and had shoulder surgery. So, but the Giants, I guess, saw enough of him and did their due diligence to sign Aaron Sanchez for. Did he really? Gary Moore. What was Thin Lizzy at that big hit? The boys are back in town. Matt, the boys are back in town. I'll stop now. I'm making people sick. I'm making myself sick, I'm sure. But I thought Aaron Sanchez actually should have gotten more of a deal like Colin McHugh like a $1 million, $2 million deal and some guaranteed salary and nice incentives. That's what I thought. But uh, And here's another example of a guy waiting in our dynasty draft, sees the news, and takes Aaron Sanchez in the fourth round. He actually went a little before Matt Moore. So I still thought I had a chance to get Matt Moore in the fifth round, but it just didn't happen. Uh, 
The Giants, I think they also, this is kind of an under-the-radar signing. Nick Tropiano on a minor league deal. And I was a little surprised, Matt Hooper, that the Pirates let him go. After he, you know, at 15 and two-thirds innings, only gave up two runs, two earned runs, 19 strikeouts and four walks and 11 relief appearances. I, so, I don't know. That's, I like, I always like Nick Tropiano. He's been hurt a lot. He, he came up with, I think, I believe with the Yankees and he, uh, I mean, with the Angels, I'm sorry. And he went somehow uh, to the Yankees. One guy I'm surprised he's still out there. Who's the greatest Malpal Irish guitar player ever? That's like when somebody once said to me, George, you're the, the second best rotisserie baseball player that ever lived. Everybody else is tied for first. So, I'll, and that was nice. Michael Franco, we haven't really talked much about him. And he's still out there, out there on the, what they call it, the free agent wire, the waiver wire. Michael Franco. Yeah, exactly. Love that show. Buck Henry, that show. I love that show. Uh, but Michael Franco last year, he's still on the list of unsigned free agents and played all 60 games with the Royals last year. You know, 51 at, first, at third base. Two games at first and eight at DH. Uh, batted 278, not bad. 223 at bats, 16 doubles, eight homers, 36 RBIs, and a 778 OPS. It must have been a money. They must have had a, a high option on them. But I don't know why the Royals didn't re-sign Michael Franco for less. I mean, from 2016 with the Phillies to 2018. Franco averages 24 homers, 77 RBIs, and a 730 OPS in 530 at-bats, plus supplying decent, not great, decent defense. His war, though, over the entirety of his career, so war might win out here, is only 2.5 for Mike Cal Franco. Oh, yeah, no, Rory Gallagher was in what? What band from Ireland? Don't tell, wait. Oh, Jesus Christ, I should know this. Oh, I can't, you know, that's Rory Gallagher. Is he the one with the brother? Who's the twin brothers? I'm, I'm kind of confused now. They, they were, it was a great band. Give me a clue. Don't... They were brothers, maybe. Twins. Band, not, not uh, whatchamacallit, not big country. Not that band. Uh, and not Midnight Oil. Those are the bands that are coming to me. I forget, the, not the, it's the something. It might start with an R. What's a band, Malpal? Not Oasis, not Oasis. Come on, don't don't insult those other bands and put Oasis in there. Unless Rory Gallagher's an Oasis, then you can, of course. But Michael Franco, in 2018, just throwing this out there. Only player in Major League Baseball with 20 homers and 62 or less strikeouts. I just thought that meant something. Taste? I don't know that band. I know Rory Gallagher, of course. I thought, who are the brothers? Who are the twin brothers? What's that band? 
They might have done, uh, I will walk, the Proclaimers, I will walk 500 miles and I will walk 500 more. It was that like the Proclaimers. That's the band I think I was thinking of. Like the twins, they were brothers. They were brothers, not choice. Brothers, they were brothers. Hey, what about this? Julio Tehran signs a minor league deal with the Tigers this week. He could earn $3 million if he makes a team. I mean, can, I think, now, pal, you can make the Tigers, for God's sakes. I think. And another million available in incentives. Julio Tehran, boy of the mighty fallen. I mean, he was a workhorse, wasn't he, for the Braves? He made, uh, he averaged 191 innings for seven years before last year. 161 strikeouts, 11 wins, a 121 whip, a 364 ERA, a two-time All-Star. Unbelievably, and who would he sign like a $9 million deal with the Angels? And we're saying at the time, I remember Malpal, you and I are saying at the time, that's terrible. It really was. That was a terrible deal. And it was. In 2020, before they released him, I believe, he gave up 12 homers in 31 innings. That's like Trevor Rosenthal-like. And who was the other pitcher? Trevor Gott gave up five homers and one and a third innings. Come on. So he had a 10.05 ERA and a 176 whip. Julio Toronto, two-time all-star. But not anymore, I'm guessing. Former Brave. New Brave, Jake Lamb. I like that signing a little bit. Now, pal, who's your favorite Journeyman catcher of all time. Anybody? Who, Malpal, who do we talk about a lot? And he signed a minor league deal this week with the Phillies. He was also available in my Dynasty League draft, but nobody, he's still out there. I don't even know. I just want to see if anybody picked after me. Let me see. No, nobody's picked after me. I think they made a pact, all these guys, to go on a, let's just let the time expire. But I'm done anyway. I'm done. I'm done, Mal Pal. It's over for me. Jeff Mathis signed a minor league deal with the Phillies, Mal Pal. And I thought you I think we did bring it up, in fact. He has the lowest batting average in baseball history with more than three thousand plate appearances. He has three thousand six, surprisingly. He must have pictures of management somewhere. He must have a team of undercover guys of stealth black op guys that go out there and try to find dirt on any high-powered executive in baseball and they get back to Jeff Mathis and he gets a contract so we did get a minor league deal with the Phillies he's a 194 lifetime hitter and in 16 major league seasons which is you know unbelievable enough in itself it's kind of like the catching version of infielder Juan Castro. But Juan Castro was the first ballot Hall of Famer compared to Jeff Mathis. His career war in 16 seasons is 0.6. So, 0.6. Unbelievable. He'll always have that opening day we've talked about of 2017 where he went 3 for 4 with a double and a triple. 
in 2017 for the Diamondbacks. The rest of the month, you know it, he went three for 44 with 17 strikeouts. But now I'm wondering, and now, pal, this could be interesting, with the real Muto injury, does it open up a backup spot for Mathis? I'd actually like to see him play a 17th year. I'd like to see Jeff Mathis play forever. He's a guy that deserves to play for as long as he wants, Jeff Mathis. And when he retires, he should get a one-day contract for, with every team he ever played for. I, I just, I believe that. And another minor league deal, this guy's a little better than Jeff Mathis, of course. There's a guy named Travis Jankowski. And we all know Travis Jankowski in, in fantasy baseball. You buy him for a buck or two at the end of the draft and you're uh, NL or AL only, wherever he goes to, uh, for stolen bases. He stole 30 bases with San Diego in 2016. Scored 53 runs. Not a run producer, only had 12 RBIs, which would make the late Enzo Hernandez proud. And he had a 646 OPS. So if you're playing in an OPS league, you don't want Travis Jankowski. Two years later, he stole 24 with the Padres. 45 runs and a 678 OPS. But just my feeling on Travis Jankowski with the Phillies, as they also signed Jeff Mathis to a minor league deal. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Philly. My feeling there. What are the minor league signings this week? Well, let me let me get, get a list if I have one. Sorry, guys. And we'll, we might, we're running a little low on time, so we may uh, go back next week to talk about some of these. I'll just pretend it all happened this coming week. Uh, we talked about, we didn't talk about Tony Watson. Tony Watson signed a deal, and Brandon Workman. A couple of guys we didn't talk about. Like I said, there were probably like 30 free agent signings this week. I mean, who else? Uh, Pedro Strope signed a deal. Matt Davidson signed a minor league deal. Travis Shaw signed a deal. Uh, Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson, for some reason, he got like $4 million uh, from the Yankees. I think, something like that. It just made no sense to me. Cam Bedrosian signed a deal. We'll talk about Cam Bedrosian next week. I looked up his numbers. I was surprised what I saw. TJ McFarlane, Oliver Drake, who once played for five teams in one season. Five major league teams. If anybody can name all five of those teams. That would be something special. It really would. And this week, another one deal, kind of a guy we all like, Derek Fisher, not the former uh, guard in basketball and coach. I think he coached the Knicks for a while. Derek Fisher. Uh, the Brewers acquired Derek Fisher from the Blue Jays, but he's only a 194 career hitter in 402 at-bats. And I'm thinking a little more was expected. Now, in 402 at-bats, it's not even a full season. He does have 62 runs, 17 homers, 52 RBIs, 50 walks, and 10 stolen bases. So, just wondering what we think about Derek Fisher with the Brewers. If he makes the team. Uh, And one more. Former closer, Blake Parker, signed a minor league deal with the Indians. 
this week. 25-9 K walk in 16 innings. A 281 ERA for the Phillies in, in 2020. But they must have had an option on Blake Parker that they said, well, it's a little too much. Yeah, some of these journeyman-type fungible, as I call them, relief pitchers. You know, it's not worth going that four or five extra million. But next week, we'll talk about some of the other guys. Brett Anderson is another guy that signed a deal this week. We'll talk about him. Tony Watson did sign that deal with the Phillies. And Workman, like right at about the same time. And Workman got a nice deal with the Cubs. Also, next week, we'll talk about Cody Allen announcing his retirement. I actually bought him up before I started the podcast completely. Uh, yeah, Oliver Oliver Perez, Stork, I don't have it in front of me, but didn't he strike out 200? I just remember it. 239 guys with the Pirates back in like 2004 or 2005, something like that. He went to the Mets, had a couple good years, but who would have thought back in 2004? Stork, and I know you didn't think about this, of course, that Oliver Perez would still be pitching in Major League Baseball. Because I certainly didn't. Uh, but yeah, no, he... Oliver Perez and Oliver Drake, I think they signed the same day. Didn't the singer Oliver, didn't he do... And I think it was from Hair. Didn't he do that song? What was it? Good morning... Stars shine, or something like that. I don't know. What do I know? But uh, I'll probably be getting off soon. But uh, Workman and Stroke both signed deals Wednesday with the Cubs. So Workman gets $1 million, uh, with another $2 million in incentives. So that was a good deal. I, I, I like Workman. He had that great year back in... Uh, what, 2019 for the uh, Red Sox. I think he was like 10-1. and one. I always say this about Brandon Workman. He was 10-1 in 2019, and he was 1-10 for the Red Sox in 2014. But we'll talk more about Workman next week and Strope and Travis Shaw. We'll talk about Brett Anderson. I'll just pretend that, and we'll talk about some of the offers I got during the Dynasty draft, Cody Allen's retirement, two Olivers. Tyson Ross is another guy that's on the minor league deal with the Rangers. So we'll, th- we'll throw in all those guys uh, next week. Stork, Klein, thank you. Mal Pal, I hope, I know it's been a tough time for you. And, you know, keep me posted if you need anything from me, really, because you make the show every week, Mal Pal. Matt, thank you, Matt Hooper. Always great to have you in the chat room. Uh, Daniel Ferrara was in early, and I know he has a couple drafts tonight. Appreciate you in here. Andrea and Lenny, of course, and all the teams. Lenny and Andrea, Taco and King Hap. Douglas was here. Douglas always. Douglas knows a lot of, let me tell you, knows a lot of baseball, and he knows a lot of fantasy baseball. That's for sure. He's one of the best on the site. J.R. Max, thank you very much. Dave Sorensen. Came in early. Dave Sorensen's a friend of mine on Facebook. And uh, we, we talk a lot in IM, mostly. I'd like to thank Mike Montalbano, who was in earlier tonight. I'm just looking at the names here and scrolling. I, I hate to miss people because there aren't many usually. Uh, Timothy Hooker was in for a while. 
guest Nicholas, a big time Met fan. Thanks everybody. Tonight. See if we can put on something here. See if we have it. Thank you. See, hopefully we'll be back next week. Time for the kill.